All right, hello, and welcome to uh, Stasis Pod, the Transformers Robots in Disguise podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And uh, we are we continue on our episode by episode journey through Robots in Disguise with episode eleven, Adventures in Bumblebee Sitting. <sighs> I wonder what this will be like. This raises this episode raises a lot of questions. Yes, it does. And also yeah. introduces one of my favorite recurring villains. The the uh, sort of questions that we just sort of like to pick up on and deep dive into. Yes. <laughs> that are clearly meant as dismissive, like, writing tactics that are mm. not meant to be thought about this hard. Uh, so this uh, first aired May 30th, 2015, written by Michael Ryan, who's written, uh, who previously wrote... Uh, as the Cospigo commands. And before that wrote a whole bunch of Transformers animated episodes. Huh. Including he was the he was the go to headmat guy for the headmaster. Oh yeah, that guy. Oh. Only he was leet enough yes. <laughs> to uh to write those scripts. Like if they were gonna have a multi parter but one of the parts was gonna have headmaster in it, he had to write that episode. That's right. Please, Michael, you're the, you're the only guy who can write this this hacksaw. <laughs> Maybe he was just the one who like plays video games. Yes, you, you're you're writing pones us all. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh-huh. And uh, and we open with a scene of action. Yet the, uh, the Autobots are pursuing are pursuing Quillfire. Is a Decepticon uh, anarchist and agent of chaos. <laughs> yes. I have opinions. He, yeah, he, he's fighting against the oppressors. Um, it's hard to hate this guy. <laughs> I mean, I he's he he's does, a little nutty. I mean, he's clearly like trust fund kid anarchist. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I, I mean, there's nothing quite like. Say Ped in the last episode trying to corner the market on Energon, which is a very anarcho-capitalist sort of thing. Nothing he's doing is necessarily anarcho-capitalist in that sort of way. I actually read something very, uh, very concise on Twitter just like a day or so ago that explained anarchists as people who don't need cops to tell them what the right thing to do is. Uh, and, and- <laughs> But he is, like, nothing he's doing is necessarily, I mean, he doesn't understand, for instance, that as we will get to, elephants are not, like, something that needs to be freed to run. Like, he doesn't seem to necessarily, he falls into that category of, like, original G1 bio tailgate of not understanding what is and is not sentient. Yes, he yeah. wants you know to wants you to let your your uh, toaster go. But on the other hand, he doesn't seem to be like genuinely bad. So um, though he he did end up in jail. So I think he's not as <clears throat> he's not as bad as that um the mad bomber guy. I forget what he was called. The evil Batman midnight Beyond. bomber that bombs at midnight. No. Oh. No, the other one. The, the, the one voiced by Henry Rollins in Batman Beyond. Oh, oh yeah. Mad Stan. Yes. yes. He's not that violent. Terry, look out. Once he gets on a rant, he's unstoppable. <laughs> and then he's just Henry Rollinsing it up. Yes. Yeah. Or uh, Henry Rollins' character from uh, Legend of Korra. Who was that? Who was like trying what? to and occasionally spoilers uh, successfully assassinating world leaders in order what, to? What season was he in? A uh, three, I think. Okay, <laughs> where I stopped. I I've only seen the first two seasons. I need to get back to it. Yeah, it's. I mean, I've it's, had the DVDs for a while. It's all I on just, Netflix now. I know, but I have the DVDs. But uh, yeah, it's I I rewatched it, it and I can. Yeah, I definitely see the complaints about it lacking a 
cohesive storyline due to not being, you know, only being renewed season by season. Uh, but yes, similarly, that kind of villain who's like, you don't know that he's actually wrong. So, but yeah, I, I would be curious to know what exactly Quillfire was sent to jail for. <laughs> Uh, and he is voiced by Andy Milder, who is a, he's like a, a fairly well-known character actor. He's in a ton, he's actually in the first uh, Transformers movie. He's one of those Pentagon guys. Oh, hey, that's cool. And uh, as far as shows that Jen has watched goes, he is the voice of Lightning Lad on uh, Legion Superheroes. You know, I, I looked him up and I saw that and I was thinking that I really need to dredge up a way to watch that show again. I think I originally might have had to pirate it because, like, it's not been put out properly in any format. Uh, it had, like, one of those handfuls of DVDs with a few episodes on it. Uh, but mm. I think that there are, uh, less, <laughs> more, more legally, uh, sketchy ways of getting a hold of it, which, again, anarchy! Anarchy! <laughs> Uh, he was also on that show, uh, Weeds, for a long time. Oh. Hmm. Uh, I remember that was, uh, that was Mary Louise Parker's, like, a sexy mom selling weed. <laughs> yeah, the, the friendly version of Breaking Bad. I mean, not, huh. it wasn't that friendly. I don't know, I never saw any of it. It I was kind of trying to be, it was like a, kind of trying to be, like, a comedy drama. Mm. Oh. Okay. It was one of those shows that was like, it was definitely meant to go like two or three seasons and ended up going like seven. Ah. Oh, one of those. Yes. Mm. And then I think it's one of those many series that they're planning on bringing back. Oh. There are no new ideas anymore. Nope. No. Anyway, he's very funny as, uh, as Quillfire here, who is not only is he an anarchist Decepticon, he's also a porcupine. Yes. Yes. And he sort of has his own faction symbol, kind of. Well, it's like tattooed like on the top of his neck, but he scratches it in things like he's tagging buildings. He's got, he's like a, Zorro. He's got a logo. Yeah. He's got his own logo, and that's that's pretty great. It's good at branding. Mm. Yeah, viva la revolution, everybody. Yes. <laughs> And, uh, in a, in what is biologically inaccurate, he fires his quills, which real porcupines cannot do. No. Yeah, well, but he's a robot, so I'll give him that. Well, they're also poisonous, which is also not correct for actual yeah, no. porcupines. No. No, por- um. He does fall shoot, into the Decepticon animal, design poison, style poison, of poison. being a standard vehicle and then a robot that's a furry. Yes. Rather <laughs> than, like, some others that we've seen that are variations on that. Yeah, I, would, I would imagine Porcupine, probably not uh, a real popular furry, probably not a real popular fursona. Uh, probably not. <laughs> I, I mean, it may not be one of the rarest, but it's probably uncommon. I you kind of get a lot of echidnas what, with those uh, Sonic games. Uh, yeah, yeah, Sonic skews some things because of the echidnas. So I guess echidnas and hedgehogs. No, no respect yeah. for the humble Porcupine. No. I love hedgehogs. I want to move to Europe so I can have naturally occurring <laughs> hedgehogs. Yeah, hedgehogs are kind of adorable. To just be in the world around me. Also, Little hedge pigs. echidna penises. Look it up. Oh, no. Or don't. Or don't. <laughs> don't. I mean, you're either going to find weird biology stuff or weird Sonic porn. Yeah. Yeah. There may yeah. be some crossover there. I don't know if your Sonic p- fan art is biologically accurate. I hope not. Uh, some of it probably is. I would hope not, considering the the, the standard style. It would uh. no. <laughs> I mean, listen, there's how, enough weird uh, shit in Sonic. Listen, too. how else is he going to impregnate both Sonic and Tails? Uh, <laughs> uh, That's just science, up- David. That's just science. Let's- Let's not bring up how he has two tails. Does he have two of anything else? And get back to the episode. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, he's just firing these quills. At every- Grimlock is using a car as a shield at one point, and then he just sort of gently puts it down, riddled with uh, spikes. Everyone's yeah, also, so everyone's just sort of running around out in the open here. Yeah, uh, I mean, they must be, maybe they're at like a, like a theater parking lot, and everybody's in the movie, and they're really hoping nobody goes out to, like, get a coat. Maybe. 
They've got to time it just right so that the movie doesn't end while they're still in the parking lot. Could be like a business parking lot where, like, it's empty half the time. But at least this time it feels like everything is empty for story purposes and not because they were cheaping out on animation. Yes. They just don't have time to establish the, like, whole disguise element of what's going on. What's important here is there's a fight. But yeah, maybe it's like a, or like a warehouse. It does seem to be after hours, so. Yeah. You could have, like, a something that operates on business hours, and there you go. That's And he, he's also got, like, a like a weird victory cry that sounds like cacao. <laughs> yes. Uh, which just makes me think of Frisky Dingo. This guy has big friends with steel jaw energy. Oh, yes. I think eventually he does become part of his crew. Uh, yeah. Well, I know he uh, does get together with Spring Loaded. Yes, they have an amazing team up, and it's great because they're just both deeply disturbed individuals. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh. he, he does have the Cliff Notes version of anarchy he joker was probably his favorite movie <laughs> Oof, autobots yeah. we live in a society he's not quite at the like running a mutual aid operation level of anarchy here he's he's still at the like joker level <laughs> oh, i think i'm gonna become the quill fire <laughs> Listen, when I go out on stage, can you introduce me as Quillfire? Man, no. Also, I think I, am, I, am I the only one here who's seen that movie? I have yes. not seen it. Okay. Sorry. It, it, sorry, I mean, it's, not sorry. It's okay. Yeah. I think I'd rather see, uh, what was um King of Comedy? Was that the one? Well, I mean, that's a better movie. Yes. I mean, the, you know, it's worth watching because Joaquin Phoenix is good in it. And also, you'll be able to get a bunch of internet jokes. Now I just <laughs> want to write fanfic in which Steeljaw and his buddies are doing, like, I guess, a alternate universe, like, genuine anarchist <clears throat> stuff. Like, so that they're having a lot of meetings and arguing with each other? And, like, fixing broken taillights so people don't get pulled over by the cops, and <laughs> handing out socks to homeless people, and... Sort of stuff. What what is the equivalent of socks to a homeless robot? I don't know. New tires, Maybe? new feet. There you go. Yes, both of those. Uh, I guess the broken taillights thing works as well. I don't know if they yeah. pull you over for having like an, a broken taillight on yourself. Uh, strong arm pull somebody over for a broken. Yeah, that's true. Strong arm. You're, 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 you're absolutely. In, you're in violation of section seventeen G. Yes. Anyway, so. Quill, uh, Grimlock is about to be perforated with a bunch of these quills, but Bumblebee does the Secret Service no leap in front of him, <laughs> yes. and he gets one embedded in him. Yes, in an oh. unfortunate location, as we will discuss. Right in the butt. <laughs> he, there's another bee saying, "When does that happen?" Uh, well, he oh he's he's been stuck there's with this thing, and quill. he's all Autobots roll up and. Roll up, and then he falls down. Okay, it's after the quill, yes. This is, um, Bad Bee saying number six. Yes. I, I think the, uh, the Take bug out one was even worse. <laughs> that was just, everyone yeah. was embarrassed for him. So, so we cut, we cut back to the scrapyard. Uh, Fix It is trying to fix him, and there's an amusing bit where he's, he, it looks like he's talking to somebody off screen to hand him a bunch of tools. But he's just talking to himself, and he's turning his arm into the tool. Yes. Yeah, which is a running gag, because that happened in a previous episode, where, where he was talking, asking Russell to, like, hand me a X, and then he was just holding his arm out, and his arm turned into that, and then he pulled it back, and thank you. Yes. Also- This was just the, like, off-screen version of that, which was a better rendition of that joke. One of the things that he mentions is a rotating blade, and I was like, yay, a rotate blade. Which is a very, very, very old fandom yeah. name for uh, Dinobot, like the original Beast Wars oh, Dinobot that's toys. A fandom name? I thought that was like on the box. No, it was I, a. I it don't was think a, it's actually called that. It was a fan. Oh. It was one of the like bad fanfic things. Like yes. I forget uh, if it was 
one of the ones that was probably secretly by Brian Kilby, or if it was the one that was by this kid who like spoke, he was like French Canadian, I think, natively. Uh, yeah, I believe that was Mega Dinobot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The and one a that, lot like, of it was just uh, Code of Hero, but bat, like it was like it was translated into French and then back into English. Yes. Yeah. I think that might be where the rotate blade came from, but yes, that reminded oh, me of the rotate blade. But like, I oh maybe it's he, on the newer he, Dinobot toy, the most recent one. He lived a warrior, and died to yes. an hero. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, so yeah, oh. they they pull out this quill, and it, it's all okay. Well, so these quills, they the toxins they have have an unpredictable effect. So it's it's like red kryptonite. Aha! Oh, red kryptonite was the random one. Yes. Oh. So, it was, well, so that for if they want to do another episode of Quillfire, it can have a different effect. Aha! Now maybe this one splits Bumblebee into Bumblebee Yellow and Bumblebee Green. No, <laughs> no, no, no. And we Ooh, do electric Bumblebee. We do get to see Fixit having an alt mode. Yes, and it's uh, it's it's a very rung kind of alt mode. Yes, it's, it's all it's sort of horrifying. He turns into like. Or wrench pliers thing, but his face is in the middle, facing up at whoever's wielding him. <laughs> yes. yes, so it's still talking. It, it's like a talking sword, but also terrifying. Yes, and he does his his usual starts to say one thing, but gets it wrong twice. And strong arm, who's holding him, smacks him to get him <laughs> to say the right one. Aww. And that that's funny, but also abusive. Fix. <laughs> I don't like Fix It, but that he's been abused two episodes in a row, I find disconcerting. He's getting Listen, a lot it's, of it's, physical it, abuse for such a little guy. It, it's, it's like the Heimlich maneuver, except for Cybertronians, it's the Fonzarelli maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> you have to hit him to get him to work. And if you've got a problem with it, then I, then I recommend that A, you sit on it. <laughs> but yes. Well, there will be sitting on it in this episode. So he's, he's <laughs> Like it's almost like a an electric drill sort of thing with a handle, but then it's pinchers on the end, and it requires yeah. someone to hold it. Also, I have my head cannon is that he I don't know possibly real cannon is that he does the whole thing with the tools with his own hand because he was just so lonely on the Alcamore <laughs> that that's just a habit yeah. he got into was <sighs> pretending someone was handing him this stuff, and I feel bad for him again. Yeah, mm. I've done that kind of shit. Poor guy. Oh, no. So, so it is. It is here that Strongarm realizes that hey, Bumblebee's out of it, and that means that I am in charge. <laughs> and everybody initially is all like, "Were we told this?" But they pretty much all go with it. Well, it's like like who else wants the job? Is yes, kind of the thing. It, this is I pretty mean, much it. Even if Sideswipe wanted control, there's no way he would get it, or. Use it well. And Grimlock, yeah, he don't give a shit. Yeah, going no. back to uh, Beast Wars, this is no chain of command here where... Oh, like, we're going to have an election? Yeah, she's just like, I guess I'm in charge now. And Sideswipe's like, hey, uh, okay. Uh, and Grimlock's yeah. like, alright. So yeah, she is in charge. Yes. Hashtag girl boss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, queen. <laughs> no. 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 So Bumblebee wakes up and immediately alerts everybody to the presence of a three-winged, sparkle-armored Schlopticon. <gasps> Where? And they all look and he drives off because, uh, this toxin has caused him to regress in personality, which functionally has turned him into Kevin McAllister. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So this raises some questions about Cybertronian childhood. Do they go through? Because they do mention his maturity level. So yes. this is something that they do have actual terminology, a concept they have actual terminology for. So do, like, fresh sparks go through a stage of needing lots of direct supervision and... Well, it's, I mean, we have like seen that in other we have like robot teenagers, and we have yeah. like adults, and we have guys who are old. So it follows that there must be children somewhere. We just never see them. Man, that's why. That's what happened immediately after the uh, the Beast Hunters movie was Cybertron just became a daycare. <laughs> 
No, I like robot the, the idea of babies. Robot children. Come true. Robot children is an interesting idea. Robot babies in Transformers. No, please just keep that as that one little baby robot that was in uh, Rescue Bots. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to think about the concept of baby Megatron. Like, like you had a bunch of babies hanging around, and it's just like RC's legs <laughs> as as they watch like a bunch of old movies. Yes. Oh, don't don't put those fan art ideas in my head. Like back in animated when she was a school teacher. Yeah. Except it's Prime yeah. RC, so she's like a, a terrifying murderous t- school teacher. Yes. Mm. Yes, she is. Oh man! Like, like, like one of the kids goes missing, and she immediately goes into like a, a, a ten minute monologue about Cliff Jumper, <laughs> and it turns out he was actually just like in the backyard. Yes, they wandered up to the attic, fallen asleep. He learned how to turn into a backhoe. Oh my god! <laughs> I love her so much. So much drama. Uh. I mean, I. Certainly something we're seeing in the current IDW stuff is the idea of, you know, freshly forged Transformers going through a stage of immaturity, but it's generally not this intolerable. No, no he is. He's a real brat. Might have been more interesting if the comics had done that, though. Yeah, he's hor- he, He's a prankster and, and thus a series of... Yes, as you said, Kevin McAllister pranks. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure uh Gilbert Gottfried is gonna try and get John Ritter to adopt him at this point. <laughs> yeah, and Sideswipe goes through this whole like he's like annoyed by these pranks, but he's also super impressed and, and definitely <laughs> into it. He probably prefer most of them be or all of them be done on other people, but yeah, he only gets a little miffed at it when he gets covered in mud. It's it's a very I ain't even mad, bro, kind of thing. Like, yes, to know. to quote the great drill, you do not under any circumstances gotta hand it to him. <laughs> hmm. Oh, okay. What the hell? What was the first prank? Uh, well, it was the hey, look over there. Yes. Oh no, well, uh, after the- And then, uh, Grimlock gets hit with an oil pie. Yes, Uh which is a thing, Uh, I guess. Sideswipe, uh, trips a tripwire and gets hit with a bunch of bolts. And then Strongarm, in a potentially deadly prank, gets covered in, uh, fire extinguishing foam, our only weakness. (laughs) (laughs) Which just looks like, like she's covered in whipped cream or something, and I- I could have sworn at one point I saw an edited version of that that was more sexified. Oh no! But I was unable to before this episode recorded. I, well, I that's did for the best. Look up because yeah, probably yeah. To my shame, I could not remember exactly which G one episode that was where the Decepticons were defeated by Spike turning on the fire extinguishers in the arc uh, and spraying Ultimate everyone. Doom Part One fire retardant mode. But yes, it was Ultimate Doom Part One. The the note on the Wikipedia for fire retardant foam uh, mentions that though across the generations the legendary power of fire retardant foam may be slightly <laughs> diminished it is still to be feared and respected and I think it mentions that no actually it doesn't mention this episode at all there is a later instance in Robots in Disguise of fire oh. retardant foam being used but Yes, it it is one. not oh. apparently the terrible, deadly danger <laughs> that it it was to their G one counterparts. I guess they're better insulated now. Yeah, and and so this this is not a thing where they you know they can't cure it or anything. So they're just going to have to wait for it to pass through a system. Which again, I'm not entirely sure how that works with robots. But uh, here we go. And I guess something something energon metabolism so, something. Yeah. So yeah, he's got to so, metabolize it. So Russell is all, okay, well, we'll just have to babysit him. To which Strongarm says, uh, you know, sit on a child, and this will help how? Yes, I love that. <laughs> oh, oh, that was foreshadowing. I didn't, I guess I missed that line. Oh. Because sitting will eventually occur. Yes. 
So, so cut to the local carnival, where Quillfire has found the elephants, and he's decided yes. that, that, that I will liberate you, my brothers. Sound the trumpets of revolution. Bully, <laughs> each elephant larger than the last. I shall free you, you my brothers. Run, little elephants. And, and there, there's a security guard here, who I think is voiced by Will Friedel, uh, named Bob, who has an accent that is completely inexplicable. Is it <laughs> supposed to be Midwestern? What is this guy? I don't know. I guess he was having fun in the recording booth. It was definitely it's Will Friedel was having some fun. <laughs> Not quite as weird as the Russian guy on that ship in that one episode. <laughs> yeah, I think the closest I can think of is uh, Crispin Glover in that one uh, Friday the 13th movie. Oh. As far as adding extra vowels to stuff. Yeah. Why the hell's that corkscrew? It's a narwhal. Um, comes so narwhal. he just ends up, he, he, he figures out how to activate these creatures by pulling on their tails. Yes. <laughs> so we're back at the oh, scrapyard. Maybe, maybe that's what, what Megatron was doing for fun in the movies. Just playing on elephant tail. <laughs> so, so again, I'm going to say that he is well-meaning. He just does not have an understanding of what is and is not a sentient creature on this world. <laughs> so yeah, Strongarm has, uh, back in the scrapyard, Strongarm has stopped, has stepped into a bathtub full of rubber cement. How did he get that much rubber cement? That is a good question. A, this junkyard. B, maybe he knows how to make it. No, this is possible. I guess at some point, Denny might have ended up with, like, a barrel of rubber cement from something. This is entirely possible. I like to think it was just in those little, tu- little like, model tubes, and he just had to squeeze five <laughs> million of those little tubes. It was so <laughs> important that he did it anyway. Ah. <laughs> uh. So she is she is going with Grimlock. She is going alone with Grimlock to find Quillfire. She's trying so <laughs> hard to be the adult. Yes. And Grimlock says, hey, how are you alone with you or with me? Well, Grimlock, you have no idea how many times I've asked myself that very question. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Grimlock. <laughs> so it is up to Sideswipe and Russell to... uh to uh, babysit uh, Bumblebee, and it turns out that the greatest babysitter of all is television. <laughs> yes. Uh, they're watching Frontier Theater. Russell is thinking back to how his, his babysitters used to get him to settle down. I guess he's probably about the age where he might start doing babysitting himself, but maybe still a little young. Also, there appear to be no other children around. Yes. At least not younger than him. So no, yes, you got, you got Hank and Butch. He defers back to his own babysitters and sits Bumblebee down in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is it is Frontier Theater, which is I guess old Western movies, uh, brought to you by Fleber brand luncheon meat. <laughs> Yay! So Fleber is an actual thing. Yeah, I guess somebody on this writing staff really likes the word Fleber. I mean, it's uh, fun. Kind of amusing. It's a fun made up word. Yes, it is. Because, of course, remember that uh, um, Denny was Nevada Fleber, famed archaeologist. Yes. Which I guess in this world is like uh, calling yourself Oscar Meyer. (laughs) 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 Oh my god, that would be a great name. Calling yourself Indiana Hormel. Oh, I, 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 if you'll excuse me, I'm off to find the kingdom of the crystal spam. <laughs> and also to find out why they stopped making those hot dogs with the chili in them. Oh, oh I missed those things. They were so good. <laughs> I've been trying to look for them like the past few years. Every once in a while, I remember. I'm more of a the chili and the hot cheddar dog and hot dog person, and those nobody. still the ch- get made. No, the cheddar. Well, like they, they also made them. They were uh, the they were called Franken stuff. That mm. rings a bell. So, ooh, ooh, I made chili today. Do I have hot dogs? Hmm. I have to go look after this recording. Speaking <laughs> of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. No. no actually, I think actually he, he just likes Olive Garden now. What? That, there was like a big thing in that movie, which I have not seen, but apparently there is egregious Olive Garden product. 
well, you gotta have some kind of product placement, and I I don't think there's a chain chili dog restaurant. Oh, you could have done Skyline. Sonic. What? Wait, why was there not Sonic in the Sonic movie? It's insane. I know. That wow, man, I really want a chili dog now. Um, oh, it's it, somewhere. Some point, someone says booyah. You can go uh, to Sonic because all of their food is outdoors. Yes, they are drive-through only. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, no, it is not Grimlock who says it, even though you would think he would be the one to say it. Oh. <laughs> Maybe they figured that, that, that would be... be too on the nose. This is true. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they're all watching these Western movies. Uh, Russell goes, he's hungry, so he goes to get some popcorn, and Sideswipe is just weeping uncontrollably. Yeah, and yeah, it's weird. Tears. He's like, he, he calls it leaking lubricant, but they're like yellowy, and it's kind of weird. Leaking lubricants, Prime. Bronze colored. Like it's very oily. Well, I mean, that is the color of lubricant. Yes. Yeah, but it's very weird that, like, he's crying. Bumblebee is super jaw open, excited, and, and Russell's just kind of bored. And hungry. It's like they're watching three different movies. I know. Listen, what? those two just can't relate to these cowboys the way I can. Kids just aren't into westerns anymore and haven't uh, been for decades. Except Bumblebee yes, is. Yes, because Westerns oh, yes. suck. That's because he's not an Earth child. Uh, he's remembering Westerns he saw in his childhood. <laughs> a century ago. <laughs> so yeah, Bumblebee just wanders off. He immediately interferes with uh, Grimlock and Strongarm, surveying the situation. So Yes, he overhears yes, because he hears... talking to fix it. And at least actual children don't have car modes. Yes. Yes, because he hears they're at a carnival. Yeah. And he's like, <gasps> and the child in Bumblebee's like, I want to be carnival. at the carnival. <laughs> he's very excited about this carnival idea. And, and yes, and because it, he can just oh, drive wow. himself there. Yeah, you do have a point him. that childhood on Cybertron must be a nightmare once they learn how to transform. Well, maybe they, like when they're child, the children, they only transform into like power wheels or go-karts or something. Aww. Yeah, but like, Decepticon children that can transform into something that can at least fly a little Aww. has to be a nightmare. Maybe they just transform into like Wright Brothers planes or something. Little helicopters flying around being tiny. Little little rambunctious rockets flying through the air until they hit a building. <sighs> well, maybe they have like, uh, much like the toys, they, the, the nose cones are all uh, soft plastic. <laughs> maybe they... They get training nose cones. Okay, for this Transformers babies, Baby Ramjet is a must. Yes. Well, obviously you have Baby Ravage because he's a kitty. <gasps> well, yeah. Of course, Kitten. you gotta have a couple of the animals. A couple of the stupid Decepticons. Uh, Soundwave is a speaking spell. <laughs> I... Megatron is a squirt gun. Yeah, yeah. Megatron is like yeah, a I... super soaker. Oh. I was going to say, making Soundwave a kid doesn't work, but if you're going to have a baby Megatron squirt gun, yeah. And then you get lots Anyways. of power wheels. Because yeah, so, Autobots so are cop- boring. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess you could have um, a bunch of baby dinosaurs. <gasps> yeah. Like in, uh, was that the last oh, night that had those? The second, oh, yeah, it was last night. Baby yes. Dinobots. The never explained baby Dinobots. They're adorable. That's all you need to know. I think for this baby Transformer series, you want to try to hold off the Dinobots for season two. Yeah. Kids love dinosaurs, though. They do. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. Highly marketable. Or maybe you just have Grimlock in the first season, and the second season you bring the other guys. Or in. your second season is Beast Wars, and it's just all baby animals. <gasps> Ooh. Except I guess if you have oh and if you have the insecticons they're just like weird grubs. No. <laughs> One of them's just in a cocoon all the time. Like uh, like Sheldon on US Acres. Yes. He's like a cocoon with a couple of legs coming out. <laughs> yes. US Acres at reference. Deep pull. Oh it- man, that would that would be good for kickback, but locusts don't I don't think have a chrysalis stage. Oh no, I don't believe they do. I it am just always have to be one of the Beatles. US Acres yeah. references. I guess bombshell. Anyway, so the cops are here because there is an elephant escape. And also Bumblebee is there because it's a carnival. 
So immediately Strongarm has to do some leadership stuff. Grimlock literally sit on Bumblebee. <laughs> and not only that, it goes down and tells the cops that there are people making illegal left turns all over downtown and they need outlaw to get Outlaw bikers. Right away. Yes, making outlaw illegal left bikers turns. making illegal left turns all over downtown. <laughs> Side hacking continues. And they immediately pull out. Oh, hey, traffic tickets. Time to work on our monthly quota, boys. It's important. (laughs) And, uh, yes, uh, Bumblebee gets what uh, uh, we refer to in professional wrestling as the stink face. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Wow. You're pulling out the wrestling terms. Good. I didn't even think about checking that. Yeah. Yeah, that that is the stink face. Just like Grimlock, sit on him. A, sit on it. Wait, it's a stink face if you do it in a corner. I'm not sure if it, you do it when you're in the middle of the ring. Yeah, I'm not sure. Anyway. Maybe, probably. It, it is butt-to-face action. <laughs> yes. yes. Which, um, yeah, okay. So That's she, unusual. So she, we'll, we'll just glide over that innuendo. Or, as I put in my notes, there's a kink. <laughs> yes. There's a kink coming up. We'll get to it. Is it about is it about the elephants? No, no. Okay then. No. Anyway, so she, so she's trying to stop this elephant stampede, and then Bumblebee shows up because it turns out you can't sit on somebody comfortably when they turn into a car. Yes, this is the king. Well, because after they deal with the elephants, Grimlock shows up. Well, Grimlock shows up. Because Bumblebee's there, racing with strong arms. Like, oh, can we make this a race? It's like, whatever, fine. And then I'm pretty sure he kills some of these elephants off screen. Yes! My notes are Grimlock kills an elephant. (laughs) No! Like, he says, like, a couple of them got away. But he runs headfirst into these elephants, which are charging headfirst at him. Oh, I mean, I don't suppose you guys are familiar with what happened to Jumbo the Elephant. No. uh, Oh, I am. I'm from Jersey. I know. Wait, why, why would you know that being from Jersey? Isn't it? Well, wasn't that an Edison thing, or is that, that a different? Oh no, that was the elephant was who was electrocuted. electrocuted. Uh, Jumbo the elephant was the world's largest elephant who was killed in Saint Thomas, Ontario, a mere oh. hour from my hometown, when he was hit by a train. Ooh. Ooh. And I feel that that's basically what's happening to these elephants here. Probably, yeah. One of them is getting hit head on, and it's not going to end well. Ooh, somebody, somebody just made a killing on ivory, though. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. This is why you don't just free things willy-nilly. You gotta read the entire book. And not yeah, just so read the cliff notes Grimlock, on anarchy. Come on. Some Somehow Grimlock asserts dominance on these elephants enough to get them to stop chasing everybody else. Yes. And then he walks back and Strongarm's like, why'd you let him go? And then he turns around, showing his butt to her, and says... It's kind of hard to sit on someone when they transform under you, which I realize that's got to be a Transformers kink. Oh. <laughs> that is the very definition of a power bottom. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, thank spe- you. Anyway, speaking of weird dynamics, uh, Bumblebee <laughs> also starts riding Grimlock around. Yeah. He's excited about that. Grimlock uh, is not. He wants because he loves to- being a cowboy. Yeah, and he, I, I really like Bumblebee going, I love cowboys and strong arm going, I know. It's very, <laughs> she's just, she's accepting her fate here. She's like, I know. Yeah, so Bumblebee's going all bareback on Grimlock while Grimlock's riding around like he's a Yoshi. <laughs> and then they're herding the, the remaining living elephants, although they do show all four of them again back into a corral. Yeah, I, I do like that uh, Bumblebee's all, hey, can I be the cowboy that rides a dinosaur? Grimlock says no. Strongarm says yes. Yes, <laughs> at the same time. Uh, this is what happens when you get suddenly promoted to Team Mom. Yes. <laughs> Better to remain bossy older sister. Also, she probably doesn't even know that he loves cowboys. She's just like, okay. <laughs> well, I guess there was that episode. Uh, remember when they were rounding up the buffaloid? Oh, and they yeah. Did the cowboy thing. So, so May yeah. really does love oh, cowboys. Oh, yeah. This ends up being a callback. That's back. fair. Yeah. It, it has been established that Bumblebee likes cowboys and Western stuff. So, mm. nice. Nice callback. 
I didn't catch it. So Quillfire is still in the area. All the rides turn on. Bumblebee starts using bumper cars as bunny slippers. Yeah. And they're bunny Presumably deco it's... bumper cars, which is amazing. Yes. Presumably it's Bumblebee that turns on all the rides so yes. he can play on them. Yes. Because he is a child. Mm-hmm. And I... But then it's it's sort of sort of but doesn't quite become a horror movie at a carnival. Yes, because the uh they see, you know, Quillfire's uh symbol on this uh, one of the on a tilt a whirl. And then Quillfire turns it on and they are trapped in it. And is this where he says, does tyranny know no bounds? <laughs> Something oh, like that, yeah. Ah, uh, he's great. I love him. He needs to finish reading the books. Though. He needs to finish doing the reading. Then he can come to the meeting. <laughs> oh, do we even mention he has a toy yet? He does have a toy, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Although, I transforming it into vehicle mode before the episode, um... His, getting his torso in the right spot to line up is a little difficult because mm. it, it doesn't lock in place right. Ooh. Or, or at least there's no like, oh, I've gotten it to the right spot where I can wrap the re- his arms and his back around him. Oh. There's no specific click. It's just like you got to fiddle with it till it gets right in the right spot. Mm. And he does have a little quill. That- but otherwise, it's a really good hunchback toy in the quills on his back work. He's got a cool little, like... <gasps> well, they don't shoot out. No, he features? does have one that comes out. I love action features. Yeah. Said, not, not a lot of action features in this line, unfortunately. Aww. Well... Not in the main line, oh. at least. They're like... No. Like, they're gimmick guys who shoot minicons or whatever. Yeah. Aside from the, the minicon shooting, there were... there were No, there weren't really that many gimmicks in that no. line. Huh. Anyway, so unfortunately, it is up to... Bumblebee. So Quillfire wanders, he goes in somewhere to hide, but it turns out it is a bouncy house. Full of trampolines, which um, I, I would assume is illegal now, because trampolines are really freaking dangerous. Oh, yes. But these are clearly very strong trampolines, because they can bounce uh, multiple robots at the same time. Yeah, I feel like yes. it's probably not meant for that kind of weight. Also, it I mean, they're not, admittedly, they're going to be simplified for art purposes, but normally trampolines are just dangerous because they have big exposed springs and you can fall yeah. off the sides of them. And, yeah. both and of- get your leg trapped in them, which is the problem. Well, they sort of have covers on their R places probably. When I was a kid, we didn't. <laughs> trampolines had like rooms full of trampolines or, well, I guess for gymnasts and things, but it's very weird. Although I, I'm kind of annoyed that because Quillfire bounces on them quite a lot after Bumblebee messes with him. And none of his quills get stuck in the trampoline. Maybe he's got a lot of control over them. Yeah. But they're sticking out of his back. His big hunchback. Maybe the trampoline material is just that strong. Because it's clearly unreasonably strong. Well, it's bouncing giant robots. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, he just bounces and bounces and bounces until finally, finally, he ends up impaling himself on his own quills. As he becomes more and more distraught. I am very surprised that he is not immune to his own abilities, because that's usually the case yeah. with most fiction. Yes. Mm. Well, no, some bits of fiction, like like your greatest strength is your only weakness... Uh, see Gamma versus Barugon. I, I guess. Although it- But yeah, he gets stuck with his own quills and then lands in Grimlock's arms. Yes, because they have escaped this tilt world when Strongarm shot the controls, which you would think would make it go out of control, but instead it shuts it down. Well, I guess it's got a safety mechanism. Yeah, you know, you, you, you want, you know, if, uh, if the- Toothless Carney riding, uh, running the thing suddenly has a heart attack. You don't want it to be on forever, I guess. Yes. Or if they vomit onto it and short out all the controls, <laughs> you you want it to shut itself down automatically and not just keep going forever. I don't. I think that's how one of those I, Final Destinations starts. I was about to say <laughs> that. Damn it! I, I think I would have to check Final Destination to be sure about the evidence. I think it was the third one, the one with Mary Elizabeth Winstead, which is I forget which is supposed to be the really good one. I think that's the one of the better ones because Mary Elizabeth Winstead is an actual actress. Yeah, uh, like the first one's like 
concept okay, but one of the sequels. Well, I think it's with three where they realize, oh, this is incredibly stupid. Why don't we make this? That's the one with the twin tanning beds. I don't remember that. I didn't see that one. There's a, it's, it's an amazing, incredibly stupid bit of filmmaking where these two women are trapped being burned alive in these tanning beds. (laughs) And so it cuts immediately from a, an overhead shot of these two tanning beds to their funeral where their two, where their two coffins are in the same place. (laughs) Wow. Visual reference I like. That's very artsy. Anyway, so so the, so everybody's free. Uh, Quillfire's defeated, and Strongarm has just had absolutely enough of this, and just chains Bumblebee up to a tower for <laughs> hours. Yes. Which hey, more stuff. Bumblebee in bondage. That's neat. Also, the clown on top of the tower is terrifying. I don't like it. <laughs> also, is he just going to go through puberty up there overnight? Oh, it's like... Uh, oh, I think he sleeps through puberty. It's like Search for Spock. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, he's going pawn far while chained to a clown. And he's making That's a bunch of Frank Welker out. noises. No, 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 no. All of this. No. Somebody call Robin Curtis. Oh, this, like... Grimlock catches Quillfire and, like, is in the wife carry uh-huh. pose, or... There's probably a better term for that. This... Grimlock has done that with multiple characters. They just end up in his arms. Well, they're just such strong arms. Yes. Yes, big, <laughs> strong arms. Uh. So, yeah, Bumblebee is restored, um, and uh, Strong Arm is thankfully relieved of duty, much to her own relief. <laughs> because she wanted to be in charge, but not like this. Not like this. She wanted to be in charge. She didn't want to be the only adult. Yes. <laughs> because even Denny needs an adult out of this cast. That's true. <laughs> He's pretty well behaved. He didn't start going at it with fix it again, but still. Yeah, she's she's done being in charge. And so that does it for this episode. This was, this was a pretty amusing one. I really like Quillfire, and we are thankfully going to see a fair bit more of him in the future. Good. And I, I, I'm just amused by the idea of a Decepticon revolutionary who is really bad at being a revolutionary. Yeah, I, I am curious <laughs> to know what he actually got arrested for. Uh, I guess I'm kind of curious to know if he also uh, has trouble understanding like what things of his own like planet do not necessarily need to be freed in such a way. Uh, <laughs> it was it was improper distribution of uh, pamphlets. Ah. <laughs> well, on, problem is on Cybertron, a lot more things on Cybertron are sentient. Maybe Turbo Foxes are sentient. They're talking birds and dogs and things. I mean, I, I hope they're not sentient. Uh, that would mean Mirage is like a murderer. Wow. I mean, we don't know that there's a prime Mirage who hunts Turbo Foxes. Well, that's true. Um, yeah, it's a fun episode. Damn, I had a thought. It, it raises a lot of yeah. questions, but, you know, that's sort of our job is to bring up those questions that the writers maybe did not expect you to ask and did not provide <laughs> answers for. And, and yeah, Transformers Babies, Hasbro, call us. Yep. Yes. Dinobots, get more of that baby Dinobot yeah. action. <laughs> so I believe that now brings us to David's Tokusatsu Corner. Yes, this week on QQ Sentai, go go five! The beauty is a Saima beast? Exclamation point question mark. <laughs> and that's why the beauty is a Saima beast. <laughs> so even in the middle of this war against alien monsters that throw up giant monsters every week trying to destroy the earth, um, their father has arranged for the Red Ranger to meet um, a possible marriage candidate have an arranged marriage meeting? Okay. Like you do. Well, it is a thing in Japan that has kind of gone out of fashion to a degree. And they are adults, so it's less weird, but it's also to like, um, I forget if it's a, I think it's a guy we met in a previous episode 
who, like, is the police chief, or no, fire chief, like, from that family, so it's Red's old boss from the fire department arranged with her daughter, and it it's just odd and formal, because she's in a kimono, everyone else is in suits, the whole family gets together, except for Dad, because he arranged this meeting, and then he just disappears from the episode. He doesn't want to see how it turns out. No, he just he's just an agent of chaos. Ah. Anyway, cut to the monsters. Um, their butler. Oh, I forget what the heck his name. Is. It doesn't really matter. Their bug shaped butler has a new monster card. A new card he can stick in monsters. That oh, I forget what he calls it, but it, it like will absorb information from the attacks the rangers throw at it when it's stuck into a monster. So it will build up information about all the rangers' attacks until it's invincible, but they got to stick it in a monster and throw it out to get beaten up by the rangers. Mm-hmm. So they create uh, Fortitude Beast Galvalia, who's a big pig man with, like, bat wings for ears. Genbaugar? Sort of a Spartan helmet thing? No, not Genki Bakuatsu Gambalgar. The Joyous Apocalypse Gambalgar, which is a series I want on DVD at some point. I don't think it's been brought out and licensed yet. But Ooh. I want it because it has a stupid name. And it looks cool. Um, anyway, so they they send out this pig monster to do its business. It attacks the rangers while they're at this marriage meeting. Which the Red Ranger's happy about because things are weird. and He doesn't want to get married to this lady who's beautiful and said to be kind of a tomboy. And Maybe yeah, he's whatever. gay. But not out. Maybe he's clustered. Eh... I don't know if there's evidence for either direction, to be quite honest. But somehow in the fight, like, oh, I think the Red Ranger just grabs the monster, spins him around, throws him, and the monster ends up landing on his marriage candidate woman. And they just roll down some stairs, a bunch of roses fall on them, and they swap minds. Okay. That easily. Like you do. Oddly simple. Like, there, there's no, like, magic ray or monster that's designed to swip, swap personalities. Like, usually happens. Like, there's no crystal happens. skull or... Uh... No, they, they just roll downstairs, roses fall on them, mind swap. Uh, whatever. And normally it's it happens to rangers. Like, they get swapped around. It, it's a good running gag. But this is a random woman, well, sort of random woman, and the monster of the week... And hilarity ensues as the monster runs away and then they just cart the woman back inside and she's all swooned and stuff. But the monster butler realizes rather quickly, oh, he finds, because he finds the pig monster is like, oh, he's acting weird. Oh, wait, he swapped minds with the woman. He jumps to that conclusion really quickly and really correctly. <laughs> it's like, that that's genre savviness you don't usually see. So he sneaks in, finds the woman alone, and talks to her, who's now the pig monster. It's like, and the the pig monster in the woman's body is like, oh no, now I can't defeat the rangers. This was my big chance. And then he's like, I have a better idea. Get alone with the red ranger and murder him. (laughs) It's like, oh, okay. So that's the rest of the episode. And she's like ripping lobster in half and devouring it or drinking an entire glass of wine and then chewing on all the ice in there acting ridiculous and kind of cool in a weird way and then she finally gets alone with the red ranger and then it's like oh i could only marry someone who is tough and strong and and could beat me in a fight and just proceeds to start kicking him and tossing him around (laughs) which is great while she's still in the kimono and he's in a suit (laughs) And and then then she finally reveals, no, I'm the monster while choking him out. <laughs> but then the rangers show up and, and, and they the rangers encountered the, the pig monster with the woman inside him and, and asking a question. It's like, oh yeah, it is her. Okay, let's go back and and then they roll and tumble downstairs again, roses fall, the woman's back in her body, the pig man is now in the Red Ranger's body. And the Red Ranger's in the pig. <laughs> So there's a bad guy with red ranger powers, and that's cool. Is this like that episode of of JLU where Wonder Woman got turned into a pig? 
Well, he's an upright monster pig man, not a pig pig. (laughs) That's not as good as being an actual literal pig. No, it it looks like a were pig, basically. (laughs) Ah, so it's a furry. Not a pig pig. Yes. But but somehow the woman realized the key to the transformation is getting knocked together and then roses falling on you. And, but the Red Ranger and the Pig Monster are fighting, and, and they're like, the Red Ranger in the pig's body says, shoot us both while holding the other guy to stop him. Maybe it'll knock me out, huh? And, and put me back. But the woman realizes, oh, the roses are the key ingredient to save the day. So grabs a giant bushel of roses and throws them down after the Rangers shoot the Red Ranger and the Pig Monster. <laughs> Saving the day? Yay. Weird. What? And then, then they kill the pig monster and stuff. And it, it's bizarre. Like, why, why does falling downstairs and getting roses dumped on you switch? Like, it's not even mentioned like, oh, the, the infinity card thingy that was stuck in him was causing this. No. It, it just happens. <laughs> weird. Very weird. Pigs. Uh, My takeaway is Pig Monster. <laughs> yes, Pig Monster. The Pig Monster design is kind of neat. Not as good as Pudgy Pig <laughs> from the first Power Rangers, which is like the best worst monster design because it's a giant pig head with legs and arms coming out of its mouth. Well, he's also wearing like a Centurion helmet for some reason. Yes. yes. Oh, oh, maybe that's why this one has like a Spartan... Um, yeah, hair thing on top of his head. It's a reference back to that. Maybe. Kinda. But yeah, that, well, Pudgy Pig was such a stupid design. It's fantastic. And I think they're making an actual toy mm. of it, possibly. Because I, I remember there were, uh, listings of they're gonna be making, or Hasbro is going to be making more monster toys. I think I heard some other podcast talking about that. Yeah, they're, they're at least, well, they've made, uh, Goldar and Rita and Zed so far. And they're making, like, a Sphinx one. Uh, I think Pudgy King Pig Sphinx. was also on the list. Yes. Or, oh no, maybe it was, maybe it was Pumpkin Wrapper. Oh, the Pumpkin Wrapper. Well, I, I know they are definitely, I have definitely heard a great deal about them doing a Pumpkin Wrapper toy. Yeah, cause <laughs> Pumpkin Wrapper is another great stupid design that I want because he's Halloween-y. Also, he's a rapper. Yes. Yes. And his head's As on indicated down. in and his he, name. And I think he comes with like an extra pumpkin you stick on a ranger's head. Right, that was like his thing. Okay. Like he would, I mean, in addition to rapping. Yeah, so. Yes, <laughs> his other thing. So this, the marriage stuff in this is weird and archaic, but the, the oddness of the episode makes it interesting. Maybe not good, but interesting. All right, so that does it for today's episode. We'll be back next week with more Robots in Disguise. Until then, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. So we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to pay for hosting and other expenses. That is at patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, this month for the spooky month of Halloween, which I believe it will still be by the time this goes up, mm. maybe. I think so. Uh, we watched an episode of the 80s series Inhumanoids, which was surprisingly fun. I don't know. I, I guess it wasn't that surprising. It was definitely fun, though. <laughs> uh, I, I'm definitely going to have to watch more of that series. Uh, haven't decided what we're doing for November yet, I believe. No, we haven't thought about it yet. No. But we, it'll be something excited. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can get access to that and all of our previous monthly episode specials. Uh, we do 80s cartoons. Uh, we do big movies during years when big movies are a thing that occurs. Uh, I guess we might start doing some straight to video big movies. Uh, we did oh, no. the entirety of I do not want to do a Sharknado Mono Friends uh, I don't mean like that I mean like Mulan except something that we actually want to watch Yes 
Oh. Like, if they go ahead and put New Mutants on Disney+, Plus, then... Yeah, when, whenever New Mutants button. comes out, we will be there. Yes, whenever New Mutants comes out in a format well, that does neither streaming. require me to sit, sit or Blu-ray. in a crowded inside room or drive an hour and a half to a drive-in theater, then, then we can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, come help us with our hosting and other expenses and buy us an occasional lunch. Yes. All right. So until next time, when it's hunting season and we get introduced to a couple of new characters, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. Wabbit season, duck season, I'm Anna Keith.